0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the WrestleManiacs podcast, a podcast where a group of improvisers from Detroit with a mutual love of wrestling come together to discuss each Wrestlemania one at a time. Hello, out to all you Wrestling Maniacs, all you nostalgia holics and hardcore members of the IWC, and you casual fans who'd like your progressing on the TV. Welcome to the WrestleManiacs Podcast Bonus Episode. My name is Alex Ketchum, Bob Wick, Jake Russell, and we are here to talk about the Raw after WrestleMania. Now, in recent times, the Raw after WrestleMania has become a really big deal where pretty yeah. much everybody who comes to WrestleMania from around the world gets two tickets, one for Mania and the second one for the Raw the next night. So you have all of your hardcore fans in the the audience, right? So the big wrestlers, Daniel Bryan, Cesaro, all these guys who don't get cheered as much sometimes are the fan favorites. But at this time, after WrestleMania 14, the Austin era has begun. This is one of the first big shows after WrestleMania where you kind of see where the stories are going to be going for the next year, and so much happened on this show. We wanted to do an episode, and I think we're going to continue to do the follow-up raw episodes after WrestleMania. It's because they're just so important to the storylines moving forward, right, Bob?
1: Oh yeah, it's the conclusion of the story or the beginning of a new. Like we we see the after effects of this, you know, what is the the biggest event of the wrestling year? So it's it's always a great one. Uh, And, and, you know, uh, I think some of the problems we had in in our past episodes is we didn't have all the context of of these matches and and stuff like that. So that's what we're going to try to do in this new season. So I'm excited. This was a great, this is a great uh, Raw.
0: Yeah, I think we're going to have, yeah, like you said, we're going to try to put some Raws before the WrestleManias, like maybe the go-home shows. We're going to try to have some stuff on those so you guys get some background of the stories before we get to the actual Show itself, and then we can shorten up those WrestleMania episodes because we don't have to talk about the stories because we've already got you guys caught up. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. uh, and the SmackDowns as well that's coming up soon. Yeah,
2: a couple more years, we got SmackDown.
0: Excellent point, Jake. Yeah, SmackDown is not far away. The Rocks show, as it was but first, you know? Right. This is the Rocks show. I love SmackDown. I actually watch a lot of the old SmackDowns more than I do the Raw's these days when I'm just killing time. As I watch wrestling all the time, that's all I do. I don't know any news or new things that happen.
2: Ain't nothing wrong with that. I'm so far out of the loop. Hey, you pay for the network. You got to use it, right? Hey, you ain't ain't missing nothing
0: in the loop. (laughs) (laughs) Good to know. Thanks, Jake. So we start this show with our new world heavyweight champion, Stone Cold Steve Austin, face-to-face in the ring with the owner of the World Wrestling Federation, Vince McMahon. And Vince McMahon gets him an ultimatum of, we can do things the easy way or the hard way. And, of course, Stone Cold chooses the hard way, and Vince takes a stunner.
1: Weirdly, this is that, watching Vince take the stunner it was a little awkward. Because <laughs> if there's a couple, like, only a couple beats, but there's a couple beats where it didn't look it looked, it looked like he was in the the proper position to take the stunner. Uh like, Sell your stuff, Vince. Come on, man. <laughs> but yeah. what I like about this, like, this is this is it. This is the beginning of probably one of the biggest rivalries in wrestling history. You know, Vince versus
2: Austin. This is what wins the war. If you you know, I'm a I'm a, yeah. I'm gonna say I'm gonna go ahead and
0: say this is the biggest rivalry. Yeah, it really turned everything around for them. Having Vince be the bad guy, the bad guy. Uh, just changed the entire direction and
2: like watching this, like watching this was weird. Like seeing him come out and not hearing the corporation music, the no chance in hell music. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot. Like it was a minute before he got that music because every time I see Vince McMahon on TV or whatever, just hearing his name, I just think about that no chance in hell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on. So just seeing him come out, I was like, wait, where's his music? Like, oh wait, he didn't have it back then. That was, it was kind of. It was kind of a weird reminder for me. Yeah, and, and me being a like, a character. I started watching in the '80s. So to me, before
1: this, all Vince McMahon was like the weird guy. You know, the 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 commentator that I liked the least. Mm-hmm. You know, I, like I didn't realize he was important in any way, shape, or form. Uh, I just like, man, I miss Jesse the Body. Like, why is this guy talking, <laughs> overselling stuff, or or sitting next to a fern talking to some actress
2: that I don't know who she is. Promise me a snake. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, saying something offensive usually. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, I guess it was like a year before this that I kind of found out. I kind of realized that he was like the guy in charge, maybe or so. You know, it's about the time that WCW started getting hot because I think they kept calling him out, and then it became more public knowledge. Well, of course, any hardcore fans out there just like we always knew that. Ah, I didn't. I didn't care who owned the company. I thought the president like. Jack Tunney actually had power. I thought. He was yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: That's what I always thought. Like he ran. Like there was like this multi-person corporation, or you know,
2: what like some kind of league, if you will. Not. his Vince. Vince
0: McMahon. It's just shit. But In plain sight. Anyway, I do want to bring up one quick thing though. Uh, the new belt. Mm-hmm. I I think this I, other than like the WCW, the big gold belt, the world. Heavyweight title that Ric Flair held, you know, so many times, and it was in WWE for a while. I think that's my favorite one, but this is a close second. Like I love this, this world Great belt.
2: This is this is the best one. Like right. for WWF, this is the best uh, world title belt. I thought uh, the the other ones dope. The, the the one before this one was dope for the yeah. uh, the new generation era belt, but the this at the Attitude era belt was so it was it was dope. It was fucking dope i I agree with you on the WCW one. That, that's probably the best title belt.
0: It looks like a big deal. Like, it's, it, the like, way it's, like, it's yeah. huge, right? And, and it, um,
2: yeah. it just um, what I was about to say. Oh yeah, and I just like that Ghostface Killer used to rock the WCW title belt in his music video. Oh really? Yeah, he had he had a title. He had a <laughs> uh, title. We should just we should put the music video he had like on the on a the, uh, page and shit like that. But anyway, yeah, it's. Um, yeah, I, I like the WCW title belt. That's my favorite one. But yeah, the new belt that Vince presented to Austin night, at, night after WrestleMania fourteen, I, I saw the belt. I was like, oh, that's 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 a lot better than the one he got. And then when he uh, re, Austin receives the belt, he just drops the other one. Yeah, <laughs> he like, just drops it. Yeah, but he just throws it at. He throws it on Vince's. He foot. looks at. He th- he looks at, throws it at him, and then you know proceeds to does uh, his his in ring thing. Um, I don't know, stand on the ropes and hold his arms up, whatever you call it. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> I don't Austin, know if Vince like, so actually
0: was... stunned him tonight. Did he actually stun Vince tonight? He did
1: yeah, stun yeah, Vince tonight. Yeah, he, did. He, did. He, did. he did, right? Yeah, he um, did. Because when he gets the ultimatum, like, you can either do it the easy way or the hard way. And, and Austin's like, what's your definition of easy and hard? I want to know that before you make the choice. Yeah. And Vince is like, you can be compliant, listen to everything I say, and you become one of the best – uh, heavyweight title holders in WWE history, or you can fight me, and and Boston's like, I'll guess I'll take choice number
2: two, <laughs>
0: and then it stuns him. It's, Option B, please.
2: Yeah, well, well, he can sauce with the audience first. Like, if you want, if you want Austin to continue doing things the hard way, give me a hell yeah, hell yeah. Well, yeah, he, st- well, he stuns him first. Then he stuns it first, that. and then he's like, if you want me to continue,
1: yeah, then give me a hell yeah. While why Vince is in the middle of the ring, splurred out like a, and like a... Oh, hell Like yeah. a chump. Like a chump, yes. Hey, like a chump. Hey. All right, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> We're almost there. We're almost still in Biscuit. We're just so close. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Got two more years. The WWF's favorite band
0: ever, is it was announced once. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, so I, it's genius part on them for changing the title, because yes. it really does give a sense of something brand new is starting. And unlike now, they've had a few. I thought like they've had them more, re- like more often. We had the people started customizing them, and then we had a spinner title, and then they made it a non-spinning title, but still the same shape. And then they changed it to that what they have now with the big W W and diamonds, and yeah, they just paint one red and one blue. Just, just made it blinged out. Right. It, I'm, I'm, it, yeah, it's trash. It's big and gaudy and
2: stupid now. Yeah. I'm, yeah. yeah, all the titles after this one, uh, for this episode of Raw, every title after that one was just been trash. Trash. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the ones they should have thrown in the river.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, the Intercontinental title this time looks also is a good one, but I like the classic look of it, and mm-hmm. I'm glad they still use that. But the other thing was the classic version of DX is now gone. So now that Shawn Michaels is gone. We don't know what's gonna happen with DX. Triple H is left on his own. He's there to pick up the ashes, so to speak. And just before we get to the halfway point, they, lead, he, they interviewed Triple H in the back and he says he has a really important announcement. It's gonna change everything and change the face of DX. So it leaves a little cliffhanger. And then we get the famous promo where Shawn Michaels dropped the ball, but he's there to pick it up. And he's gonna build an army. And when you build an army, where do you start?
2: ...is you look to your blood. You look to your buddies. You look... ...to your friends. You look... ...to the clique. Yeah! Well, look who's back.
0: An Xbox has returned. The one, two, three kid, formerly six of the NWO, Sean Waltman, who will now be known as X-Pac, has returned to the WWF, gets a huge pop and cuts a awkward but real and entertaining promo on everybody in WCW. Yeah, uh,
1: there's a really great, I think it's called Table for Three on uh, the WWE Network. It's him. I forgot who the third person was, but also Scott Hall. And Scott Hall's like, when we saw this, you you buried us. You buried WCW. You buried us all. You got us good. And this, was, like, you were on, you know, you were on our our brand last week, and now you're here, and you just, just Like, I think he was even on a pay per view, like the night before, and then the next night just buried everybody. And he's like, man, I looked at Big Kev, and we just shook our heads and we're like, he got us. You know, he's yeah. the beginning, of the end. And yeah. Like, between that and, mm-hmm. and Austin, you know, going toe-to-toe with Vince, yeah. they they Things are the changing.
0: Things are changing. And, like, yeah, and this was like a promo that you would really see on WCW where they start talking at the other show. Yeah. So it was kind of – it was a little bit different. Um, and this is going to – this is not the only thing, only big change for DX. Then we get to the main event later that night, and it's a rematch – From the dumpster match. Because here's the kicker. Now, the outlaws were placed in a dumpster, but not the dumpster, you see. There was a dumpster that was set by the ring uh, that was the official championship changing dumpster, you see. Mm. (laughs) It had the power to. I
2: love how you put that. (laughs) (laughs) I I
1: want to get that made into a sticker and start putting on dumpsters around town. (laughs) (laughs)
0: The official championship Chip dumpster. <laughs> yeah, I have a belt that we can just we can play that game with if you. If you knock the person with the belt into the dumpster, then you get the belt. <laughs> I say we just.
2: We should we just get some tag team title belts and just take pictures around the what dumpsters?
0: Yeah, in and oh, out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so because the outlaws were uh, locked into a dumpster that was just backstage, it wasn't the actual official dumpster. They have a right to get a rematch so now it's going to be in a cage match against Chainsaw Charlie aka Terry Funk and Cactus Jack who won the tie- the, the belts just 24 hours earlier uh, of course once again we mentioned the bruise that like, Terry Funk has this horrible bruise in his back and they actually use it in the match and go to work on him but I think he's actually hurt so bad they tie him up to the cage and he doesn't have a whole lot of activity during this match no
1: he just has to stand there and that, that, way to take care of them. That was great. Uh, speaking of cages, they bring back the old blue cage, the old school like, the kind of came with the old wrestling toys. Like, whoa,
0: yeah, this is the like, <laughs> the one that I grew up loving. And me too. Yeah. Not until I got older and people wrestle started having podcasts that I realized that you it was very. Uh, stiff so to speak it was very hard and it hurt the wrestlers a lot and it was they didn't really like working with it because it didn't have any give um and cactus jack takes a backdrop into it during this match and man Ooh. it just looks rough uh and as Cac- okay, so later on in the match cactus jack is climbing out of the ring and all of a sudden triple h china and x pac the new dx start making their way down to the ring and Xbox lays into Cactus Jack like three times with a chair just straight up on his head, knocking him back into the ring. Outlaws get the win, and DX gets into the ring, and they just proceed to whip Chainsaw Charlie and Cactus Jack, leaving them bloody and laying, and climb up to the top of the cage, and all give the DX sign. The New Age Outlaws, the hottest tag team in the WWF, and I think wrestling in general at the time, has now joined DX, and we have the DX that I love the most. This is the version of DX that I love. Absolutely. This is everyone's favorite version of DX,
1: I believe. I think this is the only thing that could beat the NWO. Like,
2: this is all the ingredients. Like, this is – as as far as this DX, there is no other version. It's this one. Yeah. (laughs) That's it. Because, you know, it wasn't the – no disrespect to Michaels, Michaels, but, you know, like, it wasn't – Human Triple H in
0: China, that wasn't, it wasn't shit. Really. <laughs> yeah, that's not a, well, it's not stable. I feel like they tried to rewrite history a little bit in recent years with, like, Triple H and Shawn Michaels, like, this is DX, this is DX. But, mm. but they, and they've, they've made amends, but there was a while there, I think, where the outlaws weren't on good terms or something, but an X-Pac wasn't, and I guess everybody who wasn't there was not on good terms, so it was almost like they were trying to forget about the other members, but. It was when Shawn Michaels wasn't there that I actually loved DX the most, and like nothing, nothing against Shawn Michaels, but this one was just a lot more fun. This is when they do the invasion. These are the guys that do. Oh, yeah. They have, a, they all have different titles they're going after. There's just so much more story you can do. Yeah, it's not a well, guy, in and his they're life. going
2: against the nation. They had a big nation rivalry that summer, which was really good. And they, uh... <laughs> oh man, well, I guess we'll talk about it later. <laughs> yeah, we'll, be, we'll talk about that one later. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Anyway, uh, a few other highlights before we get out of here. Val Venus does a promo. He's coming to WWF. Like C U M I N G, I believe is how they spelled it. Um, Hello, yeah. no, <laughs> <not, not>, ladies.
2: <laughs> no, it's said regular coming. Oh, it
0: did. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, they didn't spell it with a U. Okay. And and well, a double M. Good for them, keep it, keep good it for it for them keeping it classy. <laughs> and uh, until next time, I guess we're going to try to keep it classy. But uh, Jake. Closing comments on the Raw after WrestleMania, the first Raw of the Austin era. Uh, good watch. Um, very, um,
2: very, um, very entertaining. Like the, I don't know. The, like I said, this Raw introduced everything to come for like the next two years, pretty much. Yeah, Bob. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, I,
1: and especially watching this back to back with like WrestleMania 14, it was really entertaining and. It kind of bummed me out because Raw hasn't been this good lately. You know, it's, it. I still enjoy it, but maybe maybe it's nostalgia. Because this, this is when I got back into wrestling. This is when I got back invested, you know. Because I think a lot of people do that. Like, they start watching wrestling when they're kids. Then when they get in high school, maybe not as enthused. And then either they come back when something big like this happens or they don't. So they, this is what brought me back, the war. And... This was a really exciting time because this is when... Because I was until, like, you know, a couple weeks during that timeline, I was more of a WCW guy. But when this happened, everything changed, and I got really invested. You know, you got all the, the really cool characters, like The Rock, becomes what we know as The Rock. Um, we get DX, we the cool version. We get, you know, all this amazing stuff is happening on both channels. You know, I'm both, I'm both products, so, yeah, I think this is a great watch.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's not just the nostalgia glasses. This one actually holds up. And until next time, we hope you hold on and wait for us because I'm Alex Ketchum. I'm Bob Wick. Jake Russell. And we're going for the leg. Hold up now before you go. We here at the WrestleManiacs podcast want to thank you for listening. We want you to know that this is a podcast by wrestling fans for wrestling fans. So we want to hear your feedback. We want to hear your stories, your comments, your questions, so we can make this podcast as good as possible. Now, in order to get in touch with us, you can hit us up on Facebook at WrestleManiacs Podcast on Facebook or you can email us at WrestleManiacsPod at gmail.com or on Instagram at WrestleManiacsPod. Thank you for tuning in. And we want to also thank Gabber Media. You can check out all the other great shows or however you get your podcast, or at GabberMedia.com. See you guys next time.